You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Uh, last time I listened to, I tried to slow down a little bit when I said the intro this time because <laughs> last time I was editing it and it was like, you could barely hear the words that I was saying. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I talk really fast. <laughs> You're just excited to get to the so story. I'm so excited. I just want to talk about Faruba. Actually, we already talked about Fruits Basket a lot today because we... Yeah. We guest recorded on an episode of a podcast called Manga Mavericks. Um, which you, if you look at our Tumblr, actually, I can post on our on our, sorry, on our Tumblr. It, um, I the, if, <laughs> if <laughs> I could post it on our Tumblr as well, but what I meant to say was on our Twitter. If you follow our Twitter, the Manga Mavericks tweeted that we were doing a uh, we we did a collab podcast together about Fruits Basket. So if you want to hear us talk about Fruits Basket more than you already <laughs> have, you can go and check that out when it comes out i don't know when it's going to come out probably in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll we'll i mean it, we'll post on our things our social things so you will know if you want to hear us talk about fruba even more you haven't gotten enough <laughs> guess what it's us and another person mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the other hosts <laughs> so i really enjoyed it it was a great discussion i think yeah so. it was good yeah and i was so excited to Get to, again, talk about Fruva again. So, on that note, how about we talk about Fruva? <laughs> <laughs> so, today we're discussing episode season two, episode twenty two, which is called "That's Not What I Want." Yeah, we speculated on where that was from and like had the wrong answer. But I was oh, gonna did. like, yeah, it's actually in it's what Yuki says in the beginning oh, yeah, scene rather yeah. than what Kyo says Kyo later says. on. Mm. Um, I actually was gonna like suggest this as another possibility, mm-hmm. but I really thought it sounded like Kyo in the. <laughs> It's hard to tell when the preview, so screaming. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'll just say the one I think it is. But <laughs> I think Yuki and Kyo's voice actors, and they're not super similar, but they're not as dissimilar as they've been in the past, I guess, and as they are in the dub. Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, especially when they're like, you know, angry. <laughs> yes. Also, in that particular scene, Yuki's speaking in a really low, like Yuki's voice actor speaks in a very low volume like a low pitch mm-hmm. and i think Kyo's voice actress voice is a little bit low pitch too yeah so it kind of it could be misconstrued for sure mm-hmm. plus it's like yet another vague subtitle you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> or a vague translation vague choice of title so you know still contained uh, the scene that we were talking about so <laughs> so we were right yeah. question mark. Yeah. we were right through the wrong method i don't know <laughs> This it's is- like when you when you get the right answer, even though you use the wrong formula <laughs> in a math problem, and your teacher's like, I guess. Your teacher's like, question mark, question mark, but I guess yeah. you get 50%. <laughs> Not sure how to, how you work that out, but good job. <laughs> that was every math class I ever took. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so this episode covered chapters 86, or no, yeah, 86 and 87 of the manga, and we, and we cover this in our podcast Episode 44, which included all of 84 to 86, which was the content from the last episode and the first half of this episode. And in our episode number 45, which was called Not at All Like a Prince, mm-hmm. as an allusion to the second half, the or the, like the second half of the episode slash that chapter, which was 87 of the manga. Yeah. The episode opens with Yuki's memories of when our story began. At first, Toru was just a weird classmate who lived in a tent to him, <laughs> which I always forget. We talked about that earlier today, and I was like, right, she lived in a tent. Yuki invited her in because she was in need, and he wanted to rebel against the Somas. But then things changed. Yuki remembers when he warned her about the family, and that her memories might be suppressed. She said to him so sincerely, If my memories get erased, please make friends with me again, okay? 
And we cut to the theme song. In the present, Kakiri struggles a bit with Yuki's confession. So she's like a mother? Eh, I don't get it. You want my mom? <laughs> Yuki chuckles and explains that he'd never known a parent's love. He yearned for it. He was happy that Toru stayed, listened to him without disgust or complaining, and accepted him. She didn't reject the fact that there are people as weak as me, he narrates, remembering Toru comforting Kisa. The kindness that continued to shower on him made him feel at peace. He remembers Toru covering the kids with a blanket after they fell asleep at the beach house and imagines Toru doing the same to his younger self. To sleep knowing that I'm loved unconditionally, he narrates, like a child, abandoning myself and entrusting my whole body and mind. A place to be cared for. Rin, that's how you felt, right? You yearned for a mother's love. Yuki tells Kakiru that he yearned for a parent's love from Toru. Even though she's a girl our age, Kakiru asks, and Yuki confirms. He remembers the night that Kyo transformed. She looked like a woman when she chased after Kyo, he thinks. He doesn't know why he thinks that way. Rather than being someone I was romantically attracted to, he says to Kakiru, she felt more like a mother to me. There was no motive behind it. He wanted a comfortable place to be cared for. Yuki was confused and embarrassed when he realized it. I didn't want to acknowledge it, so I pretended I hadn't, he said to Kakiru. I shuddered away. I tried to convince myself that it wasn't true. And tried to interact with her like a man does with a woman, but it felt wrong. Kakiru stands and starts to play with a soccer ball that rolled away from the team practicing nearby. He hits it with his knee and Yuki catches it. People look for a partner similar to their mom all the time, he says. Aren't you just twisting up your logic that way because you've given up on her to that other guy, Kyo? Because you don't think you can beat him or something? Yuki says that that's not it. It's true that part of me aspired to be like him, he says, but he sees her properly as a woman. They love each other, he thinks. You can see it in the way they look at each other. Not being able to beat him, Yuki says, standing up. Whether it's good or bad, right or wrong, I don't care about that. He kicks a soccer ball hard and high in the air and Kakiru catches it. There's nothing wrong with that, but I... I don't want that. This isn't what I want. I'd feel so lonely. This time, I want to discover it on my own, he says. He thinks of Toru and thinks, I want to walk forth again, encouraged by the warmth and kindness you gave me. I don't want to be defeated by darkness. And remembering helping her in the past, he thinks, this time I won't let that go to waste. Yuki tells Kakiru that he's not giving up. He doesn't know when to. I want to discover my own special purpose in life, he thinks. I've never seen someone so desperate to live, Kakiru says. He leans down and looks at Yuki seriously, then picks up the soccer ball and chucks it full force at Yuki's face, shouting, Don't cry, Yoon <laughs> Once the ball starts spinning against his face, Yuki throws it back at Kakiru, hitting him in the gut and saying, You're gonna give me a nosebleed! They kick the ball back and forth at each other, and Kakiru's like, What the heck? I'm trying to cheer you up! Give me your phone! I'll snap a pic of your nose gushing blood! But fortunately, Kimi shows up and punches Kakiru in the gut to stop him from doing any more damage to Yuki's beautiful face. <laughs> Yuki thanks her and asks if she came to check on him. She says that she did. From the ground, Kakiru is like, um, is anyone worried about me lying on the ground here? And they ignore him. <laughs> so Kimi asks if he's feeling better, and Yuki says that he is. Maybe it's because I shared something that I've never told anyone before, he thinks. Maybe it's because he's from a different world. Maybe it's because he's very kind. Kimi clearly has the feeling they were gabbing and wants to know what juicy secrets they're keeping from her. Painful stuff, Kakiru says, and Kimi's like, eh, no way, indecent talk? And Yuki is like, why is that the first thing you think of? Because we love that stuff, Kakiru says with a smile. <laughs> As they walk back to the council room, Kakiru asks why he didn't tell Toru any of that stuff. Yuki says that he doesn't want to burden her with it. They'll be living together for a bit longer, and she prioritizes herself over others, so she might worry about it. Instead of the other way around. So she prioritizes <laughs> herself over others. She does! Toru is very <laughs> selfish. <laughs> she prioritizes others over herself, so she might worry about it too much, she says. Wait, so it's okay to burn me? Kakiru asks. Eh, was I a burden to you? Yuki asks, and Kakiru contemplates for a second, then drops to the ground. What a burden! So burdening! He whines. It'll haunt my dreams! I'll lose my appetite! 
drama queen, Yuki says. <laughs> he thinks that he'll be able to tell Toru someday. At home in the evening, Toru kneels on the kitchen floor, clutching the script for the class play tight. I read through it, but I have an overwhelming number of lines. I'm not sure I can remember them properly, she says, but fortunately Shigure is there to console her in her time of need. He asks what the play is about and looks through her script. No way! Kyokun is the prince? Now I have to see it! And record it, he says. <laughs> Kyo conveniently enters in the kitchen in time to complain that Shigure doesn't need to know about this crap, while Shigure continues to giggle about it. He grabs the script from Shigure and takes off. Toru chases him into the hallway and protests because she needs to memorize her lines, and he's like, don't look at it in this house. He says she better not tell Shisho about it. Toru looks away. Okay, she says. Look me in the eyes and say it, Kyo says, and with a ferocious gleam in her eyes, she lunges to take the script from him. He pulls it away above her head. She lunges again several times, and he keeps it away from her every time. <laughs> with a determined expression and fists raised, she says, I won't lose! Let me tell you! I'm playing the bullying evil stepsister! You're the one being bullied here, Kyo says, <laughs> laying the script on her head. Childish, Yuki says, catching the two off guard at the door. Can I at least come in? He was, of course, super embarrassed of being caught in the, the flirty act, and he blushes and stammers. How long have you been there? Hmm, I wonder, Yuki says. <laughs> Tori welcomes him home. She already comes to tell her that the pot is boiling, so she runs off to tend to it, and Kyo starts to go upstairs. Kyo, Yuki says. Kyo looks over her shoulder at Yuki. That hat? Honda-san has it now, he says. So I don't need to return it, do I? Kyo is completely taken aback and starts to get angry. Toru comes to tell him that dinner is ready, and he says he'll come eat now, but Kyo curtly says that he'll eat later, and goes back upstairs. Guess it was something he didn't want brought up, Yuki says. But I don't know what'll happen if he if he doesn't get his act together soon. Toru's a bit confused, but Yuki takes her hand to go to, and they go to the living room together. You're precious, he thinks. I look up to you. I cherish you because you provided what I so desperately longed for. More than anyone else, I want you to be happy. It's okay for you to find your special purpose in life, too. A place where you can truly be yourself. They sit down to eat, and Kyo, meanwhile, stands in his dark room, looking at his outstretched hands. Yuki's narration continues, Where you can act freely, where you can sulk or get upset. You'll find it someday, and when you do, I should be able to tell you, along with an abundance of gratitude. Purely and sincerely, he imagines holding her hand or shaking it in the future. Later, Ayame speaks to Yuki on the phone. He's heard of the play that they're doing for school, of course. Leave the costumes to yours truly, Ayame says. I shall, put out, I shall pull out all the stops to make my beloved brother shine most brightly on the grand stage. Now tell me, how many costume changes will you have? Yuki scowls while Kakiru now fixed the closet door in the background. You know it's not a wedding, he says to his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Preparations continue for the culture festival, and class 2D is no exception. The kids rehearse their play. Cinderella, get my dress done quickly. You're such a sloth, Minami, the evil stepmother says. You say something to her too. Okay, Toru, the quote-unquote evil stepmother, says. If you don't finish quickly, the, there'll be no dinner, no dinner for you! <laughs> While the kids are rehearsing, we see that Toru kneels on the floor crying from trying to be mean, and Minami gives her some acting notes. Don't cry! Hana <laughs> consoles her. I'm so happy that you would cry for me. Why are you embracing? You're supposed to be evil, Minami shouts. <laughs> the other classmates watch the rehearsal, and Yuki checks in. You're so passionate, he says to Minami, about her evil performance that she runs away in shame. <laughs> This is like, because they're worried about Yuki's perception of them. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He asks how Toru's holding up, but of course it's not going well. The girl who seems to be directing the play says that she thinks there's been a miscasting. Toru apologizes for causing trouble. The kids console her. She's trying her best to, she's trying her best to be mean. Toru thinks that she has to work harder to make this play great and show her gratitude to Ayame and Mine. And we flash back to sometime earlier with an actual like flashback animation, which was hilarious, where it was like the screen was all wiggly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Greetings, my lost lambs, Ayame shouts, entering the classroom. I have arrived. Time is money. 
Get lined up before me at once and reveal everything to me, mainly your measurements. <laughs> <laughs> you really came, Nissan? Yuki says in the class, and Yudison is like, Nissan? Like his older brother. <laughs> oh, honey, but of course. I'm a man <laughs> who never leaves his promises unkept. Outsiders aren't allowed on school grounds, Yuki says. Worry not, Ayame says, leaning in and delicately clutching Yuki's chin while the rest of the class is cast in the shadow of Ayame's glowing affection. <laughs> I can I can easily slip through and infiltrate any barrier that stands between our love. You'll get arrested, Yuki says. We got permission, Yune clarifies, holding on paper that says, It's okay, written on it. <laughs> Which is still one of my favorite props in the whole, whole series. <laughs> Mine turns and greets Toru. One of the other girls asks if they know each other, and Mine turns and sets her gleaming eyes on them. Try on clothes. Do you like to try on clothes? Do you like to try on clothes? And Toru's like, Mine san, get a hold of yourself! Hanajima says that she'll hope they'll make her Cinderella dress pure black, which Mine's definitely into. <laughs> Reveal all to my measuring tape, Ayame shouts while we transition back to the present, where Toru continues to struggle with evilness. <laughs> <laughs> Were you happy that Ayame was here in this? <laughs> I enjoyed seeing both of them again. Yes. <laughs> I know I made this joke when we read the manga chapter, but they're just like, it's okay, I have a permit. This just says I can do what I want. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It just says, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's like, is that really a permission? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I won't go without dinner and I'll do my best, towards shouts in her typical way of misconstruing things in her head and then having an outburst about them. Just relax for a second, the director girl says. She tears up the script. If the casting doesn't fit with our story, then I'll make the story fit with our cast. The kids ask if it's okay, and the director says it's fine. I mean, look at the class doing Mito Komon, she argues. Their version has the two main dudes as women and has them wreaking havoc on bad guys. The Japanese Charlie's Angels, Uo shouts in admiration, and Hana is like, full throttle in the background. <laughs> Does this joke even land with people? Like, I feel like Charlie's Angels was super popular in the early 2000s and like it means that it's apparently a, a reference that is understandable in Japan though <laughs> I guess <laughs> or they just, it just wasn't changed to something else but I guess there's like a trio in the story right so it seems yeah I see the fact that like yeah, they're definitely saying Charlie's Angels in yes. the Japanese version <laughs> and full throttle full subtle yeah. yes <laughs> One of the boys in the class wonders if they'll be the bat if they'll be in the bath scenes, and Yuki's like, I don't think their teacher is going to allow that. <laughs> Ooh, why is that their play sounds way more fun? Alright, let's rewrite this thing, the director shouts with fire in her eyes, and Tori's just that they're rewriting the script anyway. Maybe they should adjust Yuki, the princess character, a bit too, so it's easier for Kyo to play. Then he might actually join them for rehearsals. Toru looks down, and Yuki takes notice of her looking upset about him. One of the friends one of the class two D friends <laughs> comments <laughs> that he you kill ran off somewhere again. And I want to see him act too, Uo says. And in unison, the two friends and Uo are like, to laugh my butt off. That might be the reason that he ran off. That he ran off, Yuki says. And he volunteers to go look for Kyo on his way to student council meeting. Out in the hall, Kyo sits on the stairs. He remembers Yuki picking up the hat and thinking as a small child, gross, I don't want any more if he touched it. He remembers Toru's mother holding that hat. Why are you sulking like a little kid, Yuki asks, having found him in the hall. He tells Kyo to go back to rehearsal. Everyone's waiting for him. I'm not sulking and I'm not going to do this play, Kyo says. Seeing you there will piss me off. Then complain to me directly, Yuki says. You like making them, including Honda-san, worry about that attitude of yours? Don't say a damn word about her, Kyo shouts, interrupting him. Making a fool of me even though you know nothing? You have a dad and a mom. You're praised and needed by others. Someone like you who can surpass me easily while I desperately struggle can never understand what it feels like to be me. You're a prince who's always had everything you ever needed. You'll never understand You'll never understand what it feels like to be the idiot that never gets anything and wants, and wants an idiotically impossible thing. Yuki simply turns and looks at him. Kyo remembers a woman saying, Don't you want it to be that way? You wouldn't want not having anyone to hate, right? Kyo punches a nearby window. Go to hell, he says, and walks off, his hand bleeding. A girl and Machi spot Yuki 
The other girl comes to talk to Yuki while Machi stands back. It's sort of abrupt now that I'm saying it out loud, but yeah, they just come around the- Kill leaves and they come around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) They talk about the cultural festival. The girl knows that Yuki's class is performing Cinderella, but I'm not very happy that you're not the prince, she says, because you're the most prince-like person I I can think of, Soma-senpai. Don't you think, Karagi-san? The girl says. No. I don't, Machi says, not looking up. The president is nothing like the prince. Machi walks away. The other girl starts to complain to Yuki that Machi's always like that. She looks down on people in their class and stands out in their class. Maybe she thinks she'll get attention that way. That doesn't seem very nice, huh? The girl says, but Yuki is clearly still taken aback at what Machi said. Kyo finds Toru sitting in the classroom alone. She's been waiting for him. She wanted to show him the rewritten script. I'm sure you'll find it easier to play your role this time, she says excitedly. She also rewrote my character and made it easier for me to play. Oh, but it was for me it was because of my terrible acting. Kyo wonders what Toru was thinking about all alone, while waiting all alone, and remembers Yuki sassing him about make- not making Toru worry earlier. Toru notices his bleeding hand and starts to comment on it. Kyo rests his hand on the desk beside her, looks her in the eyes, then rests his head on her shoulder. Fine, I guess I'll do it, he says. He takes the script from her. You better not laugh at me. Kyo turns and walks out and says, alright, let's head home. But Toru, he's left, blushing deeply. <laughs> she rubs her eyes. Okay, she stammers, and they leave together. And we cut to the end credits. Oh. oh, there's so many good <laughs> moments in this episode. <laughs> I remember the first time we were reading this through in the manga, and there's the scene where Machi's like, oh, you, he's nothing like a prince, and then just, like, bounces. <laughs> in my head, that's when he's hearing, like, imagine me and you. I do. <laughs> I think about you day and night in his head. <laughs> I don't think I made that joke. I hope not. <laughs> Before. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. He's like completely awestruck at the way that she says that and just like leaves. And it's mm-hmm. hard to describe it, but he's, it's clearly very positive when you see his face after she says mm-hmm. that and walks away. It's not like he's like, what? Because <laughs> he doesn't think of himself that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had him like throughout the series, but more recently, especially mm-hmm. we've had him a couple times being like oh no i'm not like a prince pretty much every time they tell him he looks like a he's like a prince he denies it i think even Mm -hmm. the very first part of the story we're like oh yuki you're you're such a prince you're so princely and he's like oh no 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 like he just like it seems like polite denial but i think like in reality he doesn't actually think that way about himself yeah as we have come to see later that's all the second half of the story we should or for the episode we should talk about the first half because there's so (laughs) different completely two different like the reason we read this as like the three chapters and then one is because the first like the first half of this episode slash the last part of that like sort of three chapter arc is all about Kakiru and Yuki. Mm-hmm. So I do I don't know. I really appreciate these these episodes where we get to see Kakiru animated because his dynamic with Yuki is so great, I think. Mm-hmm. I like how he just accepts the what Yuki says and like thinks and he's like trying really hard to see from his perspective. Like he ask all these questions like oh you see her like you see Toru like a mother even though we're the same age and all this other stuff but like it's not like he's teasing him or anything Mm -hmm. yeah he's like genuinely trying to like understand what he's telling him yeah exactly he's also like like trying to be supportive even though he doesn't fully understand it because like the bit where he's like like he's like are you sure it's not just because like you feel like you can't beat the other guy and yeah exactly (laughs) It's like, are you sure? Yeah, mm-hmm. you sure you're not just giving up on her? Because he's like, you know, that Kyo guy's pretty hot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Yuki explains, like, well, that he does feel a bit insecure about Kyo. Like, there's things that he wishes he was more like in, in terms of, like, the way that Kyo is. But he just doesn't see her that way. 
and they communicate with the soccer ball. <laughs> like, tr- true gentlemen, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how they had them, like, kicking it back and forth <laughs> and shouting at each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that also happened in the manga, which is great, but... It, yeah, it's like, they only had him, like, just do the, like, couple of, like, throwing it at each other things in the manga, but they added in that bit of them just, like, kicking it back and forth <laughs> multiple times. I forgot that Yuki cried. I don't remember... I mean, he definitely stands and he's, like, holding his arm, like, kind of up to his face in the manga, but I don't remember if... It struck me that he was crying in that scene too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Kakuya's in like, "Don't cry," which makes it more obvious. But <laughs> yeah, I have it right here, and yeah, he's definitely crying. Yes. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> it's so touching. I do always like this scene that comes off of the heels of all these like awful things about Yuki's backstory, where it's like, you know, he had this awful, isolated, and a childhood where he was suffering a lot of abuse and then um, the time with Toru of course that gave him some hope for the future but then sort of faded over time and now that they're like kind of together again mm-hmm. have been together for a while um, in the sense that they live together and stuff she came back into his life and now he has this new person and like new people who he can connect with and mm-hmm. it's so I think important for his character growth and important for him yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, and then I also always enjoy that Kimi comes and punches Kakuru in the gut. That's also very important <laughs> and emotionally touching. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how she's like, "What are you doing to Yoon's face or whatever?" <laughs> I do like the bit like she comes in and like, you know. <laughs> interrupts the thing but then like mm-hmm. is the bit where he's like yeah i am feeling better and kakura's like oh well that's good and like as he like sits back up again and then he has this like it's just like maybe it's because i was able to talk to someone mm-hmm. about all this and they're very nice and all that so mm-hmm. yeah that's true mm-hmm. it's a nice scene it is good it's nice that kimi i mean like we joke about kimi being being kimi but mm-hmm. but it's nice that she comes and checks on him too and mm-hmm. Um, on top of yeah, Kakuru being nice and listening to him and trying to see things from his perspective, which is also good growth for Kakuru. These are very Yuki-focused episodes, but we've seen that Kakuru said in the past that he wants to learn how to see things from other people's perspective. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can see he did a good like, job. <laughs> yeah, he's actively putting in the effort to mm-hmm. try and do that now. Be Yuki's friend. Mm-hmm. Yuki's friend. With soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, ultimate we, kind of friendship. We talked about that yeah. last episode. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about it a bit in the spoiler section, but it's kind of cute that, like, Yuki's first friends when he was little tiny, like, invited him to play soccer, and he's kind of playing soccer here with Kakuru. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quote-unquote mm-hmm. playing soccer. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing with a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. They're definitely using a soccer ball. Uh, yeah. Whether it's play or not is questionable, I guess. <laughs> um. And then we have uh, the hilarious, everybody's, <laughs> Kyo doesn't want anybody to know about the play, but then of course Shigori finds out about the play, which is always hilarious. That scene is always mm-hmm. hilarious to me. Yeah. So I never really connected until watching it that like Toru was having a breakdown over her lines yes. like, while cooking dinner. Yeah. This is the middle of the <laughs> She's just like, like on the kitchen just, floor. She's like kneeling on the kitchen floor and Shigori's just like crouch next to her like, what you doing? Yeah. You okay, buddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine that what she's doing is like, she like came home from school and was like, didn't you know didn't have time because she like works and shit and then today she was like cooking dinner she's like i'll look at my i'll work on my lines while i cook dinner or whatever because 
you know, everybody is successful when they're doing two things at the same time. Yes. Especially when one of them is cooking, as we've seen in the series. <laughs> but yeah, she's like in the middle of cooking dinner, like looking at her lines and talking to Shigeru about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and then I do enjoy the scene where Kyo's like playing Keef away with her skirt, which is hilarious. Yeah. I also was really excited. One of my favorite Toru scenes of Toru being a little bit... Um, uh, we talk about how sometimes how people often perceive Toru as being kind of a pushover, but it's she does these things where she obviously isn't. Like, for example, mm-hmm. completely willfully ignoring, n- like, Kyo's desire to, like, not want Shisho to know about him. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> where he's like, don't tell Shisho. And she looks away and she's like, okay. And then... Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look me in the eyes and say it. Yes. <laughs> I was really happy with the way that that was animated because in the manga yeah. it was really funny. So it was basically exactly the way I expected, which was yeah. nice. Yeah, it's really cute because like he starts off like, like kind of genuinely like annoyed or whatever, but then obviously starts like being like amused as this happens, mm-hmm. and then at the end he just kind of smiles at her and is like, "You're the one being bullied." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I'll show you how mean I am," and he's like, "I'm being mean to you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the translation choice of him just saying "confiscated" when he grabbed the yeah. script. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I don't know what's up with that. I didn't, didn't check it. It was really funny though. <laughs> yeah. But then it also transitions into this scene scene of um, Yuki comes home and sasses him, which is also great and hilarious. <laughs> Toru is like, what doesn't really it doesn't really face her, but then Kyo is super embarrassed about it, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But then he brings up the hat, of course, because um, as we've seen, it was Kyo's hat, and then mm-hmm. he, it ended up in Yuki's hands, and then ended up with Toru. And um, it seems like that stirred up something dark within Kyo too, because he goes upstairs and while they're having this like nice casual dinner and Toru's like serving them and stuff, and then there's this like cutaway in the middle of Yuki's thing where Kyo is upstairs in his room being super upset about something and just like looking at his hands in the dark. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's like what is this scene doing in here? <laughs> like I thought we just resolved some Yuki drama. Now we have Kyo trauma. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like the way that it was kind of cut in in the middle of something sort of like pleasant this episode Mm -hmm. i thought was really interesting one thing about this episode in the adaptation specifically that i thought was interesting is the type of music that they use so sometimes that we comment like sometimes they comment on this and sometimes they don't but (laughs) it there's a lot of like um so like at the very beginning there's when yuki's thinking about toru and how she how they kind of like met at the beginning again at the beginning of the series they're using this like um like piano music that's um it's kind of cute, but it has this sort of, like, dark undertone. And same with, like, when Yuki takes her hand and kind of, like, leads her to the table. It's um one of the songs I used before in the series, like, one of the instrumental songs I used in the series. But it's also kind of, sort of, um, this light atmospheric type song. But it also has this kind of dark, a little bit of a dark undertone, too. Like, there's still something sort of beneath the surface. And I just thought of your interesting choices in this episode where it's supposed to be... I think it's supposed to be kind of, you know, hopeful about moving forward in the future, as if there's still, obviously there are still things that are looming over Yuki and Kyo, especially Kyo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Toru, I guess, if you read how they're kind of like overlaid on the scenes. But I just thought it was interesting. You'd think that this episode, they would do some of the like, use some of the music they used in the beach arc that was a little bit more just straight up, like... Uh, I don't know, the word I keep returning to is like hopeful or just kind of like upbeat or something like that. But they were, it seemed to 
it, like they were deliberately a bit dark still in some of the music choices, which I thought was interesting. And they had some funky club music when Ayame was on screen. Well, they have to. He brings <laughs> the party with him wherever he goes. Did they have the one that was like the do 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 do, or was it a different? It, it was similar, I think. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't usually take that much notice of it, but it was another one where I was like, "What's this music?" I was just really, really focused on what he was saying, <laughs> so I didn't notice it. That's funny. <laughs> I love Ayame so much. But so in the in the manga, Kyo was there in that scene. So like, what at the school when they're talking about. Ayame comes to take her voice measurements, which she also demands that they reveal their secrets and their measurements, which is great. <laughs> um, but, like, um, Kyo is also there, and he, Ayame teases him about not being super princely and whatever, and Kyo wasn't even there in that one scene. So I thought it was interesting how they chose to, like, have Kyo. Kyo is, like, very absent in the episode, even more mm-hmm. so than he was in the manga. So yeah, instead of kind of, like, trying to make a quick escape, like, he was there and trying to escape, he just wasn't there at all for that 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 class meeting and then later he's not there at the rehearsal at all either which he also wasn't in the manga but yeah yeah i thought that was a very minor but interesting choice oh another change that i noticed from the from the that was like directly from the manga i guess is that during the so yuki has this memory of toru at the beach covering kisa hiro and momiji with a blanket Mm-hmm. And they have that scene, and then it's kind of like he imagines like himself being tucked in by her too. Yeah, and of course, like him, and it looks like him as like a child. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've talked about that scene a lot when we're talking yes. about like evidence of uh, his feels. Yuki, yeah, Yuki's uh, particular feelings for Toru. Um, and they had uh, in the manga they had like a scene of him as a child, like being tucked <laughs> in when he was just like talking about like being cared for as a child or whatever. But mm-hmm. I liked the choice of. Kind of combining it with that uh, scene with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, maybe it was intended to be that, but yeah, it just kind of had it. It was kind of separate from that scene. Like they weren't like that close to each other in the manga. Mm-hmm. They just had a scene of him, like as a child, being with a hand touching his head. That you couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was meant to be Toru or just some <laughs> generic like hope for a mother figure kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did. I liked that too. Yeah. But enough about Yuki. We should talk about all the other kids. I mean, <laughs> I always loved the part where they, so they're they're trying to do this play Cinderella, but it, clearly there's a, <laughs> a miscasting of Toru as the evil step sister, mm-hmm. which is hilarious in and of itself. But the girl who seems to be like running, she doesn't get a name or anything. But there was also the same girl in the manga who was like, "Fine, I'll rewrite the script." Like she rewrites <laughs> everything about it for the, or whatever she rewrites the script for the to fit everybody's roles better so i guess we'll see how that goes but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do love Tori trying to be mean she can't even be mean acting mm-hmm. in, while acting she's just like crying being like you can't have any dinner <laughs> yeah i love when she's like i'll go home without any dinner and they're like why would you not have dinner <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i'll be the one who doesn't have dinner it's like what <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Hana is like, I'm I'm happy that you're crying for me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> still love how Uo is still obsessed with the other play. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so cool. I want to do that play. I don't want to do this stupid play. Why don't we do this one? <laughs> and the like, the the friends, the boyfriends, are also complaining about not getting to see Kyo act, which of course everybody wants to see. <laughs> yeah. I love when they're talking about how they want to like 
see him and laugh and yuki's like maybe this is why he never comes <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh yuki's trying to stand up for kyo it's actually yeah. nice <laughs> behind his back he can't do it in front of his face though yeah <laughs> well i don't know if kyo would accept it <laughs> I like how Yuki's constantly being like, I don't think so. Like, they're like, are they going to have the bath scenes with the girls? And Yuki's like, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> he does that with the student council a lot, I feel like, too, with, like, Kakiru. His nonsense. He's like, let's have fireworks and sweet potatoes at the culture festival. And Yuki's like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not just him. Everybody was like, no. But yeah. the, I think that isn't the, the place where they, Kyo and Yuki had their little discussion. And by discussion, I mean argument where you Kyo punched the wall window was like in a slightly different place like it was on the stairs i don't think it really matters that much but i just thought it was interesting they put them there instead then you can have the girls just come out of nowhere around the corner i guess yeah i think it was outside i don't know i guess they're like right inside because like where they start off outside and go inside or something i don't know (laughs) in the in the in their fight scene hold on like he's like moping in an ambiguous place and then like when you see yuki there's like some like trees and bushes in the background but like also kind of like an entryway and then like you can kind of see like the doorway but then like at the end when he punches the window they're definitely inside like there's doors and <laughs> windows and stuff maybe it was a walk and talk <laughs> oh here we go yes yeah, so i don't know if they were like just outside a door and then like walked inside and oh yeah you're right yeah he goes into the hallway i think yuki's standing in the exterior doorway and kill was sitting like outside there was a brief like cutaway to the roof uh, in the anime episode, like maybe he was sitting on the roof since we know that mm-hmm. that's his place where he goes to sulk yeah. often mm-hmm. <laughs> at Shigeru's house and at school, I think. Yeah. That matters a lot, but it was interesting. I like the way they had the scene with uh, Machi. It's very understated, and I enjoyed that mm-hmm. about it. All of Machi's kind of like take her hot takes on Yuki <laughs> are very understated, so. Well, I mean, I guess next time we'll finally get to see the play that we've been building up to for the last, like, five episodes. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to see Ayami's beautiful craftsmanship, which is much very important, obviously. Yes. <laughs> like how he's like, how many costume changes will you have? And he's like, it's not a wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always like the detail of the now and Kakiru are fixing the closet door <laughs> that got broken. Yes. <laughs> they have to. It's unsafe, obviously. <laughs> they look now looks grumpy about it too. He's like, "Why are you talking on the phone? We have to fix the door." You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have any other things to talk about. I'm excited to see this play. Mm-hmm. For, for the record, I hope everybody else is too. And I'm sure that people who've read the series before are. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Next time <laughs> we'll talk about episode 23, which is called something like Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> how dare they call it something like Cinderella? I mean, how <laughs> how very dare? I saw that in the episode card, and I was like, I'm offended. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's, like, so many different variations yeah, on the title. In the Yen press, isn't it Cinderella-ish? Which is also... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not actually yeah. that offended. I think it's fine. Yeah. I grew up on sort of Cinderella, so... It's always going to be sort of Cinderella in my heart. <laughs> I think sort of Cinderella has a good ring to it. Something like Cinderella is a little <laughs> too, um, it's not pedestrian enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Cinderella-ish is like too casual. Sort of Cinderella mm-hmm. is just casual enough. And then yeah. sort of something it? like Cinderella. 
yeah. Wasn't there like something Cinderella-ish also? Oh, I don't know. Was one of the. I don't have the. I don't have the other translation <laughs> yeah. with me, but mm-hmm. I mean something Cinderella-ish is fine. I wonder what it is yeah. in Japanese. I definitely didn't check. I guess I could. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It'll be great regardless. I hope there's <laughs> yakiniku on stage, which is what matters <laughs> most. I enjoy that. Of course, the kids are freaking out about Cinderella's dress being black, but Mine is super into it, mm-hmm. which she definitely was in the manga. But I just, you know. <laughs> in this one in this episode she was very excited yeah <laughs> yeah the most important spoiler of all is that this time so i guess there's like maybe two more episodes left of this season mm-hmm. 24 and 25 actually i guess mm-hmm. that makes sense because the the you only need to have sort of cinderella and then they have the dvd and then they can have the god reveal when he gives it back to her when Kyo- yeah. uh, Kareno gives it back to her so mm-hmm. figure they'll, they'll end on either i mean sorry not the god reveal yeah Kiro's gender reveal. Yeah, see the end on either Karina's curse being broken or the full. <gasps> That's true. Reveal. I don't know which one? But, yeah, I think either one would serve as a good kind of cliffhangery. True. Conclusion. So, I guess we'll just have to see. We have two more weeks to find out. I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll end um, twenty four on the Karina reveal and then have twenty five be flashbacky stuff. <gasps> Maybe. The Akita reveal. The Sword of Cinderella stuff will only take like half the episode, probably. Yeah, there'll probably be some like little setup and then the play and then the kids afterward and the setup of the oh, DVD yeah. for Karina and then the next one will be with Hana being like, being like, oh, yeah. I couldn't have done it without your son. To, like, yeah. Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like it felt like we were like running out of episodes at first, but now it's like it feels almost like we have one more than we need. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, there's like, oh, there could be so much more. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Well, so that's coming next time. Who's excited? Anyway, mm-hmm. in terms of like other bigger, longer term question mark spoilers, mm-hmm. there's like, of course, we still have Kyo's half of the hat story. Mm-hmm. And we get that scene where Kyoko, it's his, uh, he's remembering all the stuff that Kyoko said to him. So his his sort of like returning of returning of that suppressed guilt that he had about Kyoko's accident being at Kyoko's accident and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's all still to come. Yeah. <laughs> Next season in Fruits Basket, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had the little uh glimpse forward of uh Yuki and Toru's final scene in the series mm-hmm. with the the handshake. Yeah, the handshake. The famous handshake. Mm-hmm. And he finally says her name. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> it only took him two years. Yeah. And they lived together for those two years, too. So it's not like yeah. they were just, like, randos. <laughs> I still have when Haru's like, like, are you just embarrassed because it's been so long you can't, you feel like you can't? And he's like, he's like no. And Toru's like, oh, it's obviously that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just embarrassed about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just because of the length of time. <laughs> But, you know, Haru is wise. That's how yeah. I feel. <laughs> Just like a cow. Cows are wise, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of live the life, so... <laughs> Can you elaborate? <laughs> live the yeah, life. they just hang out in a field and get fed. Yeah, I guess that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I want to be a free-range cow. Yeah. Dairy cows around. are generally pretty well taken care of, because, you know, you don't make milk if you're not happy and healthy. Yeah, and I believe you have to make sure you hug them and and talk to them mm-hmm. every day so that your hearts increase. <laughs> yes, that's a that's a so you can get you can get the S rank. Yeah, milk. you want gold milk. <laughs> this is, that's a harvest <laughs> reference for anybody who didn't 
isn't isn't playing along. <laughs> Not an Animal Crossing reference, which is what I almost said. <laughs> I mean, you could hug your cow villagers, probably. <laughs> I don't know if they would like that. They would just, like, frown. Make that, like, uh, heartbreaking. Or, yeah. like, the surprised emoji. Or surprised uh, reaction. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, give me the milk. <laughs> It's like when you give a frog villager a frog, and they're like, Ooh. "Yeah." <laughs> You're like, I gave my octopus villager an octopus. <laughs> How did that go? Uh, he made some reference to eating it later. So, oh dear, <laughs> I think octopi would probably eat other octopi, though. That's probably yeah. legit. Um, but it is in his house, so he hasn't eaten it yet. Okay. <laughs> I did get a DIY for a dog house recently, and I was like, I don't think that this is okay. Like, <laughs> what if I had a dog villager? Is that okay? It's kind of weird how you can have like a cat tree in a game with cat uh, where your um, neighbors are also cats. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. Yeah. And there's like, like a realistic snowy owl that perches on your on your signboard. <laughs> yeah, you but then you can house. go in, But then you can go inside the museum. I and talk have to bladder. <laughs> I think I actually choose to think that Animal Crossing is like a post-apocalyptic world, just like a uh, hotful boyfriend. Where it's like you're in cahoot, you're in in uh, running around with all the animals, and they're all like, um, whatever anthropomorphized from the radiation and stuff, or whatever, mm -hmm. the pigeon virus. Yeah, <laughs> that's another boyfriend yeah, game, most, game most video game reference. Died out. Yeah, you're you attending have, you have the to use your hunter gatherer skills. Yes, <laughs> you're attending the prestigious uh, whatever Fancy academy pigeons academy. Or whatever yeah. it was. I forget. Like someone knows. Pigeons, someone is screaming. Four pigeons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot so many things. I suppressed so much about how to hold my friend. I don't know why. Anyway, first basket. Speaking of animals and people, yeah. people like animals. <laughs> the other, of course, the best best parts for me of this episode, other than the resolution of of years of trauma for Yuki, was that we have the shippy times between Kyo and Toru, and also Yuki and Machi. So, Kyo, of course, just leaning all over Toru and then being like, let's go home. And then she's like super blushing and he like doesn't notice? Question mark. Anyway. Or maybe he did and he was just ignoring it. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> just willfully ignoring people's feelings, positive feelings toward him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Machi's like, no, no, Yuki's not like a prince anyway. Bye. And then <laughs> pieces out. And I think Yuki's like, wow, she like actually understands how I feel as opposed to all these other chumps. <laughs> St. Pigeon Nations, by the way. <laughs> oh, you just had to know. St. <laughs> Pigeon Nation, not Pigeon Nation. <laughs> if you haven't played Hot Tough Full Boyfriend, you really should, because, first of all, it's a cheap game, and it's hilarious, and it's just, it's all the best things about a dating sim, except there's pigeons. And then, and then it gets, like, real, like, dark. <laughs> some parts of it are very dark. <laughs> That's what makes it great. I don't know why. Like, is that meant to not be a compliment? <laughs> and you're like, oh, ha, ha, I'm playing this silly oh, I've got to pick game my about pigeon dating boyfriend. pigeons. And then it's like, oh, there's like a government conspiracy and I'm dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like, I returned to my cave and slept alone at night. And you're like, what? <laughs> Isn't there like a, one of the cutscenes where it's like um, all rainy and sad? I forget. Because <laughs> you're all alone and you're the only non-bird around. Yeah. Yes, there's the long conspiracy one. <laughs> 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 and 
And then there's the like carve it into your soul kid, <laughs> yeah. the person, bird, not per character. Yeah, yeah. And the like motorcycle gang, <laughs> girl gang. Bird. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had time for a diversion episode. <laughs> Tahado <a> boyfriend. <laughs> Any other spoilers you want to talk about? There's just Kyo's sadness. <laughs> and all the redemptive affection and relationships that are about to hit. Mm-hmm. Or about to hit more, I guess, really. Like, about to become much more prominent. I'm really excited to see Machi get animated. She hasn't had enough. It's just not her time in the story yet, but I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to see more of her in the anime. It's just not time yet. It won't happen mm-hmm. until next season, I guess. She's had some good. That's a good moment. Oh, she, she broke, broke down, down the door. Broke down the door. <laughs> yeah, she smashed up a bunch of stuff. But none of the good, like, Yuki kind of, like, helping her, you know, mm-hmm. with, her, with her issues type stuff hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And then, well, like, fighting, still, they're not fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yuki's just finishing up with his issues. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, he had to get to here with Kakeru to have his restorative justice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kakeru to kick a soccer ball in his face and tell him not to cry. Yes. This is everyone take notes Martin, is how to be how you become a good friend. <laughs> how many times have I hit you in the face of soccer ball? I mean <laughs> Oh, at least five. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my face is garbage now. <laughs> I'm missing like three teeth, but we're better friends. <laughs> For all the stuff that happened, I feel like this is one of those times where it was like kind of a big conclusion, so it's almost mm-hmm. like there's not a lot to talk about, but oh yep. we'll have things to discuss after Sword of Cinderella, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. think of all the things it's gonna be a good time am i gonna have to act it again i'm gonna have to act <laughs> <it> somehow <laughs> it's like insert <laughs> just like copy and paste the entire <laughs> our audio drama from before yes. <laughs> be like, just skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to hear it again <laughs> so nothing else to say i've already asked you like three times and then we bantered yeah. okay good next time we'll talk about sort of cinderella or something and or something like cinderella or cinderella ish whatever you like to call it whatever your flavor of not cinderella esque esque yeah. <laughs> i think cinderella esque works well too mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway we'll see you next time thanks for listening <laughs> thanks for listening to us <laughs> yeah thank you thank really, you, really. <laughs> <laughs> all right see you next time <laughs> bye it's like listening to an episode that's like 90% laughter. <laughs>